welcome back to Chaos Considered Minisode, where we still consider all the weird, wacky, wonderful parts of our world, but in a smaller format. Wow. Wow. I'm Emily Roberts. My name is Claire Mitteke. And we're here. And we're here. My beans are done. And I'm ready to commit. Oh. Claire is cooking up something, and guys, it's beans. It's beans. Guess what? It's three pounds of beans for two people. (laughs) I will pray for your toilets. (laughs) I forgot that when you, like, soak beans, they end up being... It make them bigger? I remembered it made it bigger, but I I forgot how much bigger Mm-hmm. So we're going to be donating mm-hmm. some beans to the community. And by the community, I mean maybe my parents and also my other sister. So, so many. I mean, it does truly sound like you were taking the path of the coward. <laughs> well, the other option is to, I'm going to take some of it and make a soup out of it. Mm-hmm. And that'll be great. Um, yes. Love to hear it. The other ones could be frozen cryogenically frozen and then uh revived later on like Um, walt disney similar to walt my -hmm. good guy walt my good guy walt disney we all know he's frozen under disney awaiting his triumphant return (laughs) that's why like disney certain disney fans have a manicness to them it's because they're waiting for the return yes they're waiting for the return of the king. And by the king, I mean Walt. Actual uh, licked. That's a D&D reference for the, for the fans. <laughs> you gotta pepper it in. You gotta Have pepper it in. Have I ever told you that I once thought about running a, a D&D campaign in which you systematically uh, defeat the Dark Lords of Capitalism? Um, if... My brain is empty. That sounds... I can't I can't decide if it just sounds so on brand. I just immediately accepted that as something that you've already told me or if you've already told me. Yeah. So, like, Walt Disney is, of course, the final boss because he... The mouse is... Owns everybody and everything. For sure. Love to hate a monopoly. Am I right? Yeah. Truly, truly wish I could break... Break some Monopoly's knees. <laughs> I I uh, recently got access to uh, Disney Plus via my sister, who got it via somebody else. You know what I mean? We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many movies and Marvel movies, and there's too much. They have too much. They own they too have many too things. Much. I want to redistribute the trademarks. Yes, please. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, so... Honestly, freezing the beans is an option, but it does still sound like the coward's path. I feel like you do need to consume all the beans in one sitting, because that's penance. Give, give me some bean options besides just straight bean in it. Um, How would you judge beans, up the beans? Mm-hmm. Um, put them in a blender. <laughs> that's... A bean, a, a bean puree. That's a smoothie. That's a smoothie. Oh, that's a, a good, a good morning smoothie. Okay. <laughs> Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Start my day off right with loosely held together. 
beans yeah, bl- just blend them running up and then, through my body. Blend them up and then freeze them and eat it like ice cream. So, okay, eat it like ice cream. I thought you were going to say put it in water, but you're correct. Eat it in ice cream is... Eat it as ice cream. Because you still have to eat it. Okay. You still have to eat it, yes. Okay. Would I add sugar to it, or is it just cold cold beans? Well, now, Claire, do you think you've earned sugar? <laughs> for my for my bean sin, do you think I've earned sugar? Do I, in general, this could be a general moment. Do you think that you've earned it? Have you heard? I would argue none of my actions would make it seem like I've earned anything. But the beans is already such a burden, such a yoke around my neck. It's 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 truly uh uh you've created Frankenstein's monster, and now you're upset that it wants to kill you. Like I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but you don't get to complain. You went. And defy the laws of nature, huh? That's that's true. This is the thing, is I still have love for Frankenstein's monster. I just want to cut him up and then give him as gifts to family members. Mm-hmm. You know, like Frankenstein's monster. Yes. The, the metaphor holds. <laughs> the metaphor holds. <laughs> well, listen... I think you just need to put it all in a bowl, one pinch of salt, all you get. I think you need to sit yourself down. Ooh, eat it like cereal, Claire. Pour some milk in with those beans. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know my relationship with milk is already so fraught. Such, like, it's not bad, it's just fraught. It could be almond milk. That's what I drink. Because I'm lactose intolerant. So that's an option. So this is what I'll say to what you've just said. That is technically an option. You are asking me for suggestions? (laughs) Was this a command? I'll send you, listen, I'll send you video footage of me eating. A full bowl of beans, please. Yeah, it might be a small bowl of beans Mm -mm. with milk. Mm -mm. If it's with the milk, it's going to. Are you going to eat them with milk? If it's going to be with milk. Please film this so we can put this on our social media. Thank you. I will do it. I'm not putting salt in the milk beans. No. No. Of course not. And it's going to be small. Okay. But I'll give I'm you, willing to I'll accept give, this transaction. I'll, give you, do you, legally, I'll give you two I'm going to need you to like get your sister involved so that we can get like some nice High shots quality. of this. Yeah, then send the raw footage to me. I'll add it together. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll put it on our YouTube. You know, if this is the thing that gets us on the map, bean cereal, then boy, howdy. Bean cereal? Yeah. Kill me. It's a price I'm willing to pay. You need to You're not paying a price here. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity. The audacity. You know how sometimes you commit a crime. No, sometimes you commit a crime and you have to do cut. You have to do. I was going to say customer service. (laughs) That's not it. You have to do community service as in order to get a lighter punishment. And is this this is it? I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to freeze or send off my beans if I eat bean cereal. Yeah, I will allow it. Yes, I am the. Am I putting actual cereal in with the beans or is it just beans? The beans are the cereal. It's beans and milk. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing. This is my relationship with milk. I feel like milk. I only drink milk when it comes to sweet things. 
I drink like milk with. Do you want to add a pinch of sugar? I think halfway through, <laughs> after the first bite, you can add a little bit of sugar and see if that helps. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> now that we've established that, do you want to get into like what our podcast is actually about? I am so excited, guys. Like, I, I feel like a sense of joy that I have not felt before 2020. Or since 2020. Bean cereal, is that the joy? The idea of you eating bean cereal. I do want your sister to be filming you eating bean cereal. Or at least it needs to be, like, you need to have a good angle. It can't just be, like, you holding the phone up trying to get it in. Like, I need to be sure that the bean cereal can be seen. Okay. Okay. Like, I think, I think we're... I'll do it, like, makeup tutorial this. style. I'll put my hand, I'll put the beans in front of it so you yes, can get, like, a yes, close-up yes, look yes, at the, yes, the yes, texture yes. we're working with. I put, like, onions and garlic in these beans. This, these beans are already salted. Oh, these are savory beans. These are some savory beans, as opposed <laughs> to all the other beans I eat. Um, yeah, these I ones will, are savory. I do want this to be, like, you know... They were cooked in part, chicken part stock. Part like ASMR mukbang, where they're like, this is what I've created, and also part beauty guru moment. If you can really encapsulate that, I'll be well pleased. This is the thing. I'm not promising any of that. I'm just promising I'm going to eat a mouthful of milk beans, and that's that's where we're at. Okay. Well, I think I think that you could take some creative liberties. I could. I'm just not guaranteeing it. That's what I'm okay. saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, but I'm saying I'm saying you need to go in with it because you're not gonna want to do it after the after the beans after the cereal. <laughs> Once the beans hit. Once the beans hit, you're that's 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 when the defeat hit. Okay. Okay. Well, I have some two day expired milk that I'm ready to use, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it smells fine. Delicious. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, Claire. <laughs> Let me tell you about my topic. For um, this little so is it going to be healing from the beans? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, why? why? Why would it be? So this topic is brought to you by my mom, who sent me a series Marie? of about it on Facebook Messenger. So thanks, Marie. Marie, no, how could you? Okay, what is so, that? What hit me? The topic is wombat poop. Okay. Yes, Claire. Wombat poop. So I like that you repeated it for clarification. And guess what wasn't clarified? Anything. <laughs> Nothing well, was first, clarified yet. <laughs> first thing you need to know is wombats poop. Word. And we're going to be talking about what they poop. Not feces? <laughs> That's where beans come from, actually. Oh! I'm just imagining the new cereal that we are going to create, which is a wombat-type uh, cereal, where it's just beans and milk. The wombat could be the... The little mascot. Sort of mascot, yeah. I'm into so, it. So, uh, for folks who don't know, wombats are marsupials from Australia. I don't like marsupials. As we all know, Australian wildlife is absolutely buck wild. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing like it on Earth. Mm-hmm. And now, when we normally talk about poop, you know, in terms of 
you know, we've all we've all know what poop looks like. We've all seen poop. Yeah. It's usually, you know, round or log shaped. Like that's the This energy. lead this lead in is crazy. This is an <laughs> insane what you're doing right now is truly an insane lead in. Well, this is just not true for the wombat. Okay. Do is it Cheerio shaped? Like I don't understand. The wombat has cube shaped poop. Okay. Okay. That is right. Cube, perfect little squares, perfect little cubes of poop that they use to communicate with each other. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the okay. wombat, you know, the wombat's walking along, living its best little life in its little territory. Say there's a rock. Now the wombat's going to climb up on that rock and it's going to lay out a perfect little tower of poop cubes. Of- like a little landmark. As we all do. Yeah, it's going to stack them right on up, little bricks. Okay. And what does that communicate? <laughs> you I know, was here? I am here. This is my space. You know, animals use feces and stuff like that to communicate a lot of different things with each other. But, like, yeah, it's a little, like, hey, check check me out. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, inventive, resourceful, creative, creative. And for a while, scientists didn't know how they were making cube-shaped poops because it's not even like, oh, it's vaguely cube. No, Claire, these things look like perfect little like. Is their rectum just like? You know, like those like straight lines, children game, like like baby games, where like they have to fit the shapes. Yeah. Different holes. Yeah. Of you know, course. It is not it is not a square shaped hole, which okay. or at least not to my knowledge. I you know, truly did I go googling pictures of wombat rectums? No. I'm going to. Continue? I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, Google Google uh wombat uh buttholes. Yeah, yeah. You you continue. I'll let you know. So, scientists, led by Dr. Yang from the University of Tasmania, published a study in the journal, and my mom really got a kick out of this. This one's for you, Maria. For Marie. The journal is called Soft Matter. Stop. Stop this. Stop this. And she did make a point. She was like, Soft Matter, apparently, is a pretty respectable journal. She explained to me, because my mom, you know, for all of the mm, feelings I have about science, my mom is a scientist who does science. That's why you have the mm, feelings, because you know. Mm-hmm, clearly, insider clearly. knowledge. So she was telling me, like, that there is a rating system for how, like, good a scientific journal is, like, based on how many citations it gets. Okay. And apparently, Soft Matter is a pretty good journal, pretty repeatable journal. Soft Matter. I'm dead. <laughs> so... First of all, it takes wombats much longer than humans to digest their food. So it takes us like a couple of days. It takes them about four times longer. Okay. So they're just like better equipped at getting all their nutrients out. It's I feel like this is kind of a, a common theme on like a lot of like herbivores where it's like they have the plant materials they eat can be like really, you know, dense and difficult to break down. So, like, yeah. generally they have more robust digestive systems in general. They also tend to have harder and drier stool than human beings have because they're just better at getting the water out of their stool. Perfect for building houses. Perfect for building a life, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
The cornerstone is wombat poop. That's the cornerstone. Listen, we live in, I, well, we have both at least lived in St. Louis where we're, it's a, it's a brick city. And so what I was a brick city, baby, I see that. I see that wombat and I say, respect brick, see brick, brick, see brick. Good brick to you. Um, (laughs) so what a wombat is digesting, the poop is liquid until about the last quarter of 25% of the intestine when it starts to solidify. And it's the last, scientists found it's the last, about 8 to 17% is when the cube magic starts to happen. Okay. Cube magic. So Tell me more. There are like two stiff, flexible parts of the wombat's digestive tract, which through muscle contractions actually shape the cubes. So crazy. And this, the scientists were really excited about this because apparently... The wombat poop and knowing how wombats make cube-shaped poop could have a really important impact on manufacturing because the intestines are a soft tube, right? yeah. That is creating cubes. Okay. So I think normally when you create cubes, it's the idea of, like, you have to either cut it into cubes or you have to, like, shape it, you know, in other ways. But the idea that you could, like, put something through, like, a soft tube and have like not round shape come out. It is so interesting to me that like someone would look at that. Like there's so many different areas of expertise that I have no real knowledge of most areas, most if not all areas of expertise. I have no knowledge of what they do, what their focus is. And the fact that a manufacturer would see wombat poop and say, you know what? My guy is on to something. My dude is making very regular cube-shaped poos, poop cubes, some might say. Some would say. And I, I gotta know, his. what's his secret? What's his secret? Scientists want you to know. Yeah, instead of scientists hate him, manufacturers love him. So there you go. Imagine being able to create bricks through, like, a tube. Wild. And that's it. That's wombat poop, so. That's insane. Wombats are insane. That's fantastic. So, uh, do you have an update for the people on what wombat buttholes look like? Well, all I was seeing was they were everyone was real cagey about showing me a wombat, but let's 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 look again. It feels like they're hiding something. Well, this is the thing. The first the first thing I <laughs> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> that was a crazy laugh, and that was because when I looked up. You know what? Actually, I don't want to mm-hmm. say it. First, can you Google for me wombat butthole? And then you, you, <laughs> I want your emotional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Someone has put a, um, yes. basically what amounts to like a gaping, um, <laughs> hole and also teeth. <laughs> so Yes. So that was my crazy reaction was that. I'm not seeing... They're all being very careful to respect the wombat's but can, privacy. Can you see the cubes? Can you see the cubes in oh, these I'm pictures? See, I'm seeing the cubes. Like, that's incredible. Like, it, impressively cube-shaped. In, like, unreal cube-shaped. Like, these things are not going to go rolling. But essentially, it's not that, it, you know, like you said, it's not because... 
they have a square it's anus. It's being forced out of a cube-shaped anus. No. Wow. Easily being, like, shaped up and squished up with, like, a special part of their intestines. So, there you go. The only animal on Earth that poops in cubes. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. For you're this, welcome. For this deeply mm-hmm. challenging thing. Okay. Because you're like, is this going to help me post beans? And I have to ask, has it helped you post bean? Has has the has the wombat cube-shaped mm-hmm. poop helped my my response to my bean situation? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I've seen that... Um, they have taken feces and made cubes. You know what I mean? They have taken the lemons. They've made... <laughs> they've made lemonade. And they've made square poop. And so... Uh, <laughs> the silver lining uh, so, is a cube-shaped poo. Um, so I guess emotionally, yes. I will say emotionally, yes, they have helped me. Strategically, no. But maybe if I try hard enough, I too can make square shape poop i think once you eat enough beans you could really go for it oh god oh god so claire what are you bringing to the table other than beans (laughs) okay all right so i have a question for you what is your um ideal age that you want to live to um Oh, I've thought about this. I know you have. I forgot your answer. That's why I ask. um, So I was born in 1996. Mm -hmm. And I just think it would be really neat to have lived in three centuries. So I I want to be at least, oh God, what would math be on that? 105, I think, is what I would need to be to get to 2100. Wow. In a perfect world, my favorite number is 111. But it's it's you know, it sounds a little wild. I don't I think the I think the heat death of climate change will get me first. Mm, but for sure. The scary thing is is it's kind of obtainable because the people in my family live freakishly long. Yeah, truly so on long. both on both sides like doesn't matter if you are a chain-smoking alcoholic, you're going to live into your 90s. It doesn't matter if you are a male chain smoking alcoholic, you're going to live into your mid nineties at least. Yeah. So you have, you have us, you're really aiming for, I'm aiming for it, baby. If I don't get there, I don't get there. But like, I think it would be neat. That would be neat. That listen, we all have, you put it on a vision board, but also, can I tell you something? Yes, please. I do sometimes feel a panic about the prospect because I'm about to be 25 years old and it feels like I have lived a very long time. I know anyone who's over the age of 25 is going to be like, (laughs) no, but like the idea that like, oh God, I could only be a quarter of the way through. It feels like life. It feels like it was already so much. And the idea Mm -hmm. that like, oh, oh, I'm not even halfway there. Like, that's a hard sell. We that's a all, hard sell for me. I gotta say that that's a hard sell. But uh, I wish you the best on this this life journey of yours. That was sixty nine. Of course. I had to make that joke. So 
It's not even... This is the thing is you can say that was a joke. Objectively, that wasn't a joke. That was a very sincere wish. We yeah, can pretend it's that like it's a joke. Somewhere between 69 and 105. Yeah. I feel like it's a good age to die. I feel like that's fantastic. I think that's very doable. Now, you actually recommended this to me. <gasps> I don't my, know what it is. My suggestion for you... Mm-hmm. Is to start visiting museums, going to concerts, and engaging in the arts, my guy. Oh, I already knew that! I know! I know! Okay, so, the specific uh, study that was done um, suggested, and now it hasn't proved, but it suggested um, that simply being exposed to the arts may help you live longer. So it was researchers in Britain. It was a London study. Um, and they were able to show that. So they, they, they followed thousands of people over 14 years. And uh, they found that people that visited a museum or attended a concert one to two times a year were 14% less likely to die during that period. They also said that uh, people who had visited uh, once or twice a month had a 31% reduced chance of dying during that study period. Huh. Yeah. So they also, one thing that's important to know, which would be like a person's kind of first uh, question, was they also, they controlled for socioeconomic factors like um, income, education level, and like mobility what have you and it's important to note that they haven't like this is not concrete but this was a pretty 14 years is a long time to do a study a study like, like a longitudinal studies are difficult and with that many participants like it does like that's yeah fantastic. i mean it'd be incredible it'd be incredible to see you know like they, okay, they've done 14 years now. Like, what's, say, 20, you know, 25. Mm-hmm. Like, time and, will tell. Yeah, and they, they also pointed out that, like, they didn't control for, like, different types of art. They, they kind of, like, categorized them as, like, the things that they looked at was, like, participating in art. But they didn't differentiate between, like, participating in art and, like, just experiencing it. So, like, difference between, like, drawing or painting versus, like, going to a museum Um, and more passively experiencing art. So they didn't differentiate between that. Um, We kind of already knew we had other studies um, helped us find out that art and music can help soothe chronic pain, stave off symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's, and accelerate development in children, which is all stuff that, like, makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You hear this... It's your good brain. Yeah. Everything you hear, like, about this is like, oh, like... That is not shocking, but it does, like, warm my heart to hear. Um, Some theories about this, on top of what, you know, was just said. This is uh, Professor Steptoe said, Being involved and excited by the arts keeps and maintains your purpose in life. They also said that it reduces loneliness, promotes empathy and emotional intelligence, and keeps people from being sedentary. Another thing is is that they were saying, like, people don't think of participating in art and kind of pursuing stuff like that as being related to your health. And this is kind of showing it is incredibly tied to your health and kind of your general well-being. Another kind of theory as to why this would help would be it's a stress buffer, a stress buffer builds creativity, 
Um, they also talked about it building social capital, essentially saying it gives you more of like a support network um, with other people and like gets you involved in like community and what have you. And it also gives people just like information, which can help them build like a successful um, life and what have you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been plenty of studies done talking about the importance of continued learning and brain health, like even for like elderly, like people like going and learning something new or a new skill and stuff like it's all very important for keeping your brain young. And I also think like, I mean, I have a soft spot for the arts and museums and stuff, you know, I, I don't say a lot of good things about St. Louis because it's, you know, not a great place. But what I will say, the one thing St. Louis got right is that all of our museums are free and the arts generally at least have free elements. So like, I mean, summers growing up as like, a teen that where you know like i i've talked about this at least on the podcast a little bit but like when my family was struggling significantly financially i was still able to go to the muni and see hairspray and yeah you know all these musicals we had shakespeare in the park too which was a free event where they would perform it in the park you'd bring your uh picnic supplies or whatever and you could just post up Oh, yeah. Free museums. Our zoo is free, which is not the same, but the idea of having accessible free activities that are engaging and... The ability to learn and move around. I mean, even like, like, for example, the art museum is always free, but usually it has a special exhibit. But Friday nights, that special exhibit is free, too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there's, I think, a lot of, and this is an entirely different topic for an entirely different podcast, but like... In terms of, like, talking about socioeconomics, like, in some places, access to culture and to learning, there's a gatekeeping monetarily to it. Oh, if a ticket to the You know, if the ticket to the Natural History Museum costs 50 bucks and you're a single mom of, like, two or three kids, you can't afford to take all of your kids to the yeah. Natural History Museum. But if it's like a winter day in St. Louis and you're a single mom with two or three kids, like that could be the thing that keeps your sanity going is you can take your kids to the history museum. You can take them to the science museum. You can take them to the art museum. You know, there's things that you can do. Even like even the botanical gardens in St. Louis yeah. has a greatly reduced rate for people who live in St. Louis. So yeah, like, and then there's and then there's also just like they'll have like uh, I, I can't remember the times. I want to say it's like Wednesday mornings are free. Like there's, for the most part, like you would need, you know, you might have to pay something, but like they do have reduced rates. And then uh, like Wednesday mornings and maybe like Saturday mornings, something, uh, they have like free times as well. You know, which is something that I just, I wish more cities would do because, you know, I know that I know that some places with COVID times have been doing like online tours of their place, but like there's really truly like nothing better than being able to like, like I, I had the privilege of living right next to the zoo. And if I had to kill a couple hours, I would just go to the zoo yeah, and walk around. Like it was, it, I didn't have to be a whole day thing where I got my money's worth. It was like, Oh, you know, it's 50 degrees and overcast and, I have to wait for my mom to get off work so I can pick her up. I'll just go to the zoo. Exactly. 
that's one of the things that they um, that was talked about, and this was between like different like educators and what have you, saying that um, this is kind of another thing that we can point to, saying like, hey, stop cutting the art programs, or you know, we have to let people of different socioeconomic statuses make sure that they mm-hmm. have access to these things because it's not just you know fun passing of time; it's important for people's well being. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And like that was a that was a big push and they were legitimately saying like people are going to be using these uh, these studies and specifically obviously this you know, this new newish one in order to like get grants and kind of like advocate um, for different communities receiving access to arts and like i said it wasn't just like they talked about museums but they also talked about concerts and like oh yeah other stuff like that like it it, that was one thing that i found um interesting is that they kind of gave at least in this study just kind of equal (laughs) equal weight um which i think is fantastic but also like one of the so the last like two things were not related specifically to this study, but they were referenced um, is that uh, children taken on field trips to museums perform better in schools and scored higher on standardized tests. Not that that's the only thing that we should be marking, but showing how beneficial that that can be. Like I distinctly, I have a trash memory. I distinctly remember most, if not all of the field trips that I took as a kid. Yes. You know, like those are like, and part of it's because it's like a social outing and whatever, which is something that they referenced. It's just huge. It's just so incredibly important to the development of uh, young people and just across the age spectrum. Yeah, I have such vivid memories of like going to the arch as a kid. And it was like, oh, like not even just like going up in the arch, but like running around the like uh, museum Mm -hmm. under it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, just like such good times, guys. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Go to your, especially where we are now, like go to your local museums, check out, you know, your historic landmarks. If you can monetarily support them, do it. Because I know especially they've been hurt a lot. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's neat. It is neat. It is. What a fun (laughs) thing. So yeah, everybody... When things reopen and it is safe to do so, go out, go see a concert, go watch a play, go to the art museum. I can't learn wait. Learn something new. I can't have, wait. Have fun. Wow, what a nice, what a nice note to leave things on. And and truly, you need it because you're about to go make cereal. I'm about to go make cereal. I'll probably do it tomorrow when it's my milk is like three to four days expired. Mm, <laughs> extra spicy. <gasps> Yum. It's the tang. You crave the tang. I oh, 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 oh. I have fear in my heart. <laughs> this can only be bad. I do have fear in my heart. And you said it on a public podcast. So you really can't back out now. I know. I know. I was double dog dared and... Um, Truly, truly, I said it as a joke and you went, but I'll do it though. And I went, okay, do it. Inherently though, that is what I do. And I am the source of all my pain. Well, ain't that life. (laughs) Ain't that life, baby. Okay, Claire, so where can they find us? 
Uh, you guys can find us so many places. Uh, you can find us at our website, on our Instagram, on our Tumblr, on our Twitter, um, at Chaos Considered. And uh, let's see, where else can you find us? Oh, most importantly, you can uh, reach out and contact us at chaosconsidered at gmail.com. Uh, and you can send us any uh, topics you would so desire. Keeping in mind that send me a topic that sparks you joy. Send that to me, Claire. If you have something that you would, uh, that you that find. That haunts you. Yeah, that haunts you. Send, send it that to me. Emily. Yeah, send that to Emily. Um, yeah. And if you are really enjoying this new mini-sode format, go on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and be like, hey, Emily and Claire, I like it when you don't talk as much. Hey. Hey, listen, I've gotten that feedback plenty of times. So <laughs> could you please be quiet? We've talked about this since we're talking about cool settings, school settings. Um, I never school learned school how I never learned how to whisper. So inside um, voice. Don't have it. Don't mm-hmm, know her. Mm-hmm. I'm a threat in a library, much less a museum, you know? And th- truly the only reason we weren't routinely kicked out was that we were friends with the librarian. Uh-huh, and even uh-huh. I was friends with the librarian. You were on yes. you were on thin ice. Listen, listen. Me, me and her were good. Me and her, her yeah, we were good. Me and her, we we were buddies. We were fine. I sometimes sometimes you step on some toes when you're a little loud, but for the most part, me and her. I I think for me there was a little bit more begrudgment. She was like begrudgingly okay with me. Yeah. I'll take it. You'll take it. Give it to me.